Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, yeah, why am I hosting? I, I thought you were hosting JT, but anyway, I well, what have we done? It's closer in, to you than me. In person for the first time in about two years, and we can't even get that right. Hello, everybody. It's in here, JT, and it's the SC Report podcast again. The uh, day after Origin, we're not going to talk too much about that, are we? What? The, the Origin? What's that? Something happened in the incest pool of Atherton or surrounds. Oh, Townsville, I think it's recovered. The residents are slowly awaking to the headache of the night before. Uh, not ideal, but you know what? Game one, two to go. One's in Queensland, yeehaw. Anyway, Just got them where we want them. Anyway, mate, a um, little bit different with the sound today. We're using one microphone, so we'll see how that figures itself out, but hopefully it's all good. We used to do this for quite a, a couple of years anyway, and yeah, we got plenty of complaints for whatever. Um <laughs> We always do. So what's on the uh, – and no Lamey today as well. I'm, I'm, I'm gladly welcome back into the podcast for another week. Thank you for having me. You are. Well, you're doing okay. I think you and I have just skipped Lamey after the last week, the bye week, all important bye weeks. I think Lamey is licking his wounds, but um, raring to go. So he'll be back probably next week, and we'll also see him at Ipswich Cup live in person uh, in his surrounds, yeah. in his locale. And the Moni fans. <laughs> Reed Moni. Reed Moni. <laughs> Poor boy. You've given him the curse. Poor Reed Moni doing What's a lot of that. What's the banner, mate? The banner is on fire. There you go. Wasn't it Nofo last week? Nofo last week. Uh, who was before that? I can't remember, but it's been killing it for the past few weeks. Uh, Cleary, the week before that, went well quite done. well. Anyway, let's move along. Um, so we've got a heat to, to cover on today's podcast. We're going to try and crank this out quite short because it is towards the end of the week. We want to go and have lunch as well. We do. Um, and we've got, um, we're getting on the beers at 3 o'clock as well, which is going to be fun. Mirtha Bowls Club, shout mm. out. I look forward to it. Excellent. Okay, so let's run through what we're going to talk to today. We're going to cover very quickly the fallout from Origin, not the scoreline, of course, but nope. the injuries, suspensions, what's happening there. Then we're going to jump into our key discussion points for today, which are around trades, uh, what are the most popular trades at the moment, who we're trading in, and um, our take on um, maybe some of the players that uh, are in that list and whether we agree or not with uh, with that those moves. Then we're going to have a start to move on to the round 17 planning because that's going to come along very quickly. And Lakey and JT will jump into that in a bit more detail as well over the coming weeks. But that will be a key focus for the podcast as we move ahead to the next big buy round. Uh, plenty to cover there. So without further ado, uh, JT. One bit of a ado. One bit of a ado. So Timmy, uh, Sporting Woods. Sorry, I forgot podcast. about this. Yeah, no, he's a blood scientist by trade. 
podcast to by night and he has sent me a message just to say that there is a critical shortage of blood across Australia. So obviously a time of need for a lot of people, uh, you know, the need for blood doesn't stop uh, when COVID arises. So anyone out there that may not have given blood before or may need uh, to go back again, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Red Cross could do with every bit of donation uh, from yourself that they could get donateblood.com.au, download um what is it download an app i'll get it up here the lifeblood app so i should give you all the details about where you can go to donate so great cause um get amongst it as timmy said it's pretty well it's in dire straits at the minute so red cross i think you and i haven't given blood before so i might have to look into it i have but i don't know my blood type how bad's that yeah i don't know it either a plus anyway know. well you know whose blood type we do know nathan cleary is cool. all over the uh uh, all over the uh, the grass last night. So mm. that was a severe cut to the cheek. Um, Do you know the best part? I'm watching it at the Caxton Hotel, you know, surrounded by Queenslanders. The morale wasn't very high by the end, but, you know, someone yells out, um, it's just a popped pimple, get on with it. It was actually funny. It was, it, lucky that it wasn't his chin because the whole – he could have had a, a the uh, the Nile with the – with red is what what Moses did at that point in time. It could have been all over the field, covered in red, but um, he looks like he's going to be okay, I reckon. Potentially there's quite a few Panthers players backing up tomorrow night, which is very surprising. Well, they did say that there could be a chance, but it looks like Brian Toto could move in the hotel room, according to our sources. So his calves, massive as they are, uh, struggle street after all the hit-ups. Nathan Cleary, you wouldn't really want to be risking your star player with any sort of exposed injury like that. But uh, the rest of the crew, yeah, Jerome Luai, he looks like he's good to go. So had a great debut. It's a tour. That's it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, across the rest of the games as well. So Friday night, you've got a couple of a big super coach teams. You've got Penrith playing. You've got Manly as well up against the Cows. And Manly, they've had a few contingent in there as well. Big one, big question mark, Tommy Turbo, man of the match, first try score, all that sort of stuff. He's unlikely, but still there. Still I mean, possible. you and I were talking about this over the last couple of days. Um, given he's hamstring injury and how much Manly rely on him and also New South, New South Wales, if there was to say, and knock on wood, mm. that um, he was, was to get an unfortunate injury or hamstring tomorrow night playing, I mean, does Daz, does Des just lose his job? Like, you know, out for a month, two months, Manly season down the drain, surely you don't risk it. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, for Manly, they're six and six, I think, along with us. So it's a pretty crucial game. But again, it's, you know, mid-season, long time to go. Manly have looked so good with him. It's it's basically season over if he's not there. Mm. But I mean, he pinged his hammy either in the shower or on the course or whatever it was. So, I mean, it can happen at any time. But otherwise, uh, yeah, Des would be, I'm sure, very cautious uh, with him. So I think we're not likely to see him. So the other, um, I guess, news to come out as well, you've got a suspension to fight a waker as well. looks like one week. What's happening with Munster? Anything it's there? Fine. Yeah. No, the beer money at the end of the year will be a little bit lower. But okay. just fine for him and Kyle Fell. Well, he needs, a, he needs a week's worth. So Yeah, there you go. He, uh, yeah, not great. He needs to come into camp hungover. None of this uh, fresh face and all that. If mm. you saw the difference between his photo last year to this year, that's where our problem starts. So, Cam, get on the beers. Get on the beers. Uh Let's move along to uh, what else is happening there with Queensland. It seems like there's a few um, sore players rolling around on the flights back from Townsville, mm. and there could be some um, outs. We'll know that um, Stolzy, um, resident late male man at the site, will be um, giving us all the news, uh, probably hourly updates, I'd reckon, across the weekend. Much appreciated. So just bear in mind, um, I think how that applies to Supercoach is that make sure that those players are in your reserves and not in your starting side because if there's a laid out, 
um, don't be left um, hanging there, even if that means there's some players playing on the Friday and the Saturday night. So um, there might be a Cleary playing on the Friday night, but then you've got maybe Jerome Hughes playing a little bit later in the week. Swap them around now. Yep. Um, do that. Okay, let's jump into the next part of it. Um, our main discussion points of the week. Let's start with trades. Um, who are your uh, post round? Oh, before we get into that, how did you go round thirteen, and how are you sitting right now? Ten thirty, something like that. I had a full quota of seventeen players. Made the trade uh, mid round to get rid of Tyron Peachy. That kind of worked out, but yep. yeah. I'd sort of backed it myself in for a big round, didn't quite eventuate. I think you saw a lot of scores, like 14, 15 players. If they had got their captain right, they were flying. Uh, but I know you did pretty well for yourself. Yeah, 10, 50-ish, I think. Um, and that was a couple of um, absolute dud scores. I had Bradman Best absolutely stinking it up. Um, one of my pod players um, luckily got uh, the captain decision right with King Gutho. The king. Um, the king, hail the king. <clears throat> and... Um, yeah, jumped up to just a little bit outside of the top 3K. So held the, both the trades as well, which is crucial. So I've got 16 for the run home. And uh, importantly, stake bet, first of mine for the year against uh, Lamy. So he had Mitch Moses 60-plus. I went under. Uh, do you reckon I'd claim that? So Mitch Moses going off precautionarily? Mate, claim it. You reckon? That guy d- doesn't deserve any <laughs> Claim it. <laughs> All right, $2 stake at the Fox coming my way. Fantastic. Ah, bugger that. We got Ipswich Cup next week, mate. Weekend, mate. Aha, a few UDLs. Uh, but yeah, in terms of trade outs for this week, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a huge rage trade week because all these buy round players that we've had just for that very reason have stunk it up. And now they're just wasting money and, and time in our side. So I've got a fair few lined up over the next few weeks. Uh, Brian Kelly, Mitch Barnett. Charlie Staines, Jimmy Robertson, Billy Kicker. So yep. absolutely none of them did their job in round 13. Mitch Barnett's been falling for a some while. Some serious race trades. I mean, yeah. when you put this list in front of me, I was like, there's not too many that I'm spewing over at the moment. It's um, probably the one that really stands out to me, of course, is Bradman Best. Um, but 400K um, and just what he's, what's his ownership at the moment? I'll, I'll jump in and have a look at that in the, in the second. But just given the pod. Um, play there. I'm probably just going to hold on to him and, and keep him there as my fifth reserve. Um, mm. Knights have got a, a relatively okay draw to come and then Ponga back I Ponga think back. just makes a huge difference. So I'll be holding on to him. Looking at the rest of my side now, not so much rage trades but Mitch Barnett I think um, will be getting out but I've got him and Nathan Brown and I'm, I'm probably more reasonably comfortable to hold one of those for the run home just for depth. They won't yeah. play. If anything happens I've run out of trades or whatever, those guys should score 50 points. Who knows what's going to happen with the Knights going forward? And Brown's been um, chugging out between the 45 to 55 points pretty consistently. So um, those guys will be out um, eventually. And then the other person probably just to talk to briefly is just Connor Watson. So yeah. he's been um, one that's you know been a fantastic cash cow this year. People have been thinking round 14, get him straight out. But in reality, when you've got a boy Moni <laughs> – Going down with the with an injury, he's out for a couple of weeks. Um, uh, what what are we doing there? The hooking position, like, is there mm. is there any real need to be um, moving a rage trading a Connor Watson? Or I think that he he shapes as a perfect backup hooker potentially the rest of the season because he's he's scoring um, between fifty five to sixty each week. Is there is hooking a position that you need to have two guns there? This season? no, you made a good point actually. I don't say that often in your team's analysis. That there's you really read it. Not, you don't say that. Often. There's really not. I had nothing else on the bus, mate. I left my headphones. There's really not a lot uh, of hooking options this year. We think about Damien Cook, um, and when you also pointed out, you can now now downgrade. 
Connor Watson to him. Who'd have thought that mm. at the start of the year? But really, outside Jaden Braley, he's done his job and not setting the world alight over the last month or so. There's no real um, need to trade him out, I don't think, because he's an X-Factor player. And you look at him coming off the bench, he's still finding ways to inject himself. Once he gets out there, he Super coach points magnet. Mate. He does. And as soon as the Knights start to realise that, and between him and Mitch Barnett, that they're a much better side when those two are out there, then you know the better, all the better for them and for Supercoach. Yeah. So I think in his duel, that's a big thing as Huge. well, 5-8. So Connor Watson, I'd be you know, holding him around. On the off chance he gets starts getting 80-minute games at 5-8 or whatever, yeah. uh, great news. But otherwise, if you, if I was to look at I've got a Braley and Watson combination. Braley's a bit more – he's very seems very reliant recently anyway on attacking stats, junk time yeah. as well. So if I was to look at moving one of those players on, I'd be keeping around Connor Watson – Decent price as he is, but I've been moving Jaden Braley on. Probably getting a like for like with uh, round seventeen hooker Reese Robson, maybe. But again, like luxury trades because yep. I don't think there's an option in round seventeen that everyone's going to want to jump on. I agree, agree with that. And he could also save a trade, so I think it's going to be quite important to have either a Watson or a Barnett or even one of those guys a fifth center wing just for the run home that you don't necessarily play in your seventeen. But um, there's going to be injuries, there's going to be people rested, and you're going to run out of trades. So not the worst option to add a little bit of depth. The other players for me that I'm looking to get out of my side this week are probably my two Tigers players on my side. So Adam Dewey uh, and also Dane Laurie as well. So a bit controversial on the Laurie side, and we'll um, touch them briefly on Dewey first. But a little bit of a rage for me given that brought him in 5'8". I mean, he could have been averaging 85 for the season. The week after, shifted to the centres. Tigers are winning games. My thought was injured, injured, but he's going to stay in the side. Um, so with a break even over 100 now, I'm happy to move him on. We'll be bringing in Cody Walker this week for him, and I think that seems like a relatively straightforward trade. Making a bit of cash on that too, might I add. I think it's yeah, about 100K. Geez. So happy with that. And then Dane Laurie, um, look, I think he's almost maxed out in price. 523, he's not a top four centre wing. It's a lot of money to be carrying on the bench. They've got a really tough draw ahead. I can see his price going on the decline pretty heavily. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm okay with you to hold him, but I'm probably going to stick with a, a Bradman Best as my fifth center, center wing and then Laurie shifting out. Much more of a pod to hold Best, and I think that's better for the run home. Yeah, it's a pod, but, I mean, I like Dane Laurie for the fact he's a fullback. And in this day and age, we see how valuable they are. They're favoured by the scorers. Fullback, yeah, but he's only averaging 60 points per game this year. Yeah, and the Tigers, have had a, they've had a good <clears> run as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the point about his draw is pretty valid. So Para, Storm, Souths, then your boys, the Bronx. That gets a little easier. But next three games, I mean, if you are going to trade him out, now's the week to do it. Yep. And I'm, we'll talk a little bit about it, but there's some teams with some really good runs coming up. So, I mean, the time is right if you do intend on moving Dane Laurie. Yep. I don't see that. Like, I'd still see validity in holding him for the season. Like, I've got him and Nofo in there. And ideally, I don't want to carry both of them uh, for the rest of the season. But if I was to move on one... I don't know, I just haven't liked, really liked Nofo so far this year. I That's feel like fair. he's just not the same player that he once was, whereas Laurie, I can see potential there. And he, great matchup play as your fifth centre wing uh, down the track once we've gunned up in there. Yep. But for now, I mean, I'm happy to sit him. For me, that's a luxury trade to move him on, but it's a you know, pod move, as you said, 50-something percent. Yeah, look, but I think you, we all need to – we're going to talk about some of the most traded in players this week, but there's probably a centre wing that everyone should be thinking about bringing in this week, um, and you're going to have to make – let someone drop out and um, the other players that I've got there are around 17 covers, so it doesn't make too much sense. Um, let's move on to the most popular traded in and traded out players, starting with out. Um, well, the second guy on the list there, Jermaine Asako, what has happened there? Bloody oh, hell. Yeah, Just that was a shocker. That, um, 
Surprised he, to see so many people owned him. Like, I know he's goal-kicking or whatever, but... And he's made actually 113K. So, I mean, not the worst option to start the year, but geez, yeah. That's uh, the biggest no-brainer trade I think you'll see of your life. He'll struggle to make it back. Yeah, agree. So, that's a, that's an easy one. Charlie Staines, Mitch Barnett. Um, rage, uh, rage. Rage, rage. So, I can't really disagree Josh too much. Schuster, number five. What's going on? Yeah, it's a bit annoying. Like if you haven't traded him already, what you are gotta, you doing? you got to hold him. People probably exactly. seen that team listing going, trade, trade, trade. But yep. he's going to be back. Um and um, I think Carl Lawton is in the the most traded in plays, and that's a huge trap I think, for yeah. me. Schuster will come straight into that second row position with four and back. Yeah, Olok uh, Artu, uh, sorry for that pronunciation. He's the other second row there, and I think he's played starting role uh, when Schuster was there as well. So I think Carl Lawton's just biding his time there. He'll go back to the bench. Be a you know he's scored well, but I wouldn't be moving him in. That's a bit silly. And Josh Schuster be a great value buy for. Um, if you don't already have him for round 17. I traded him. Now I'm looking at moving, bringing him back in, hopefully. Only available in yeah. the 5-8 position, though, is the, is yeah, the issue. Yeah. If, it was center, if it was a second row as well, that'd be fantastic. Um, and then the other ones, probably don't need to spend too much time on that. We've got Ferguson, Gamble, um, Simpkin, and Watson. We've spoken to Watson. The one there that I'm, I would guarantee, would just tell everybody, do not make the trade, Jerome Luai at 445K. You saw how well he played last night. Completely dominated Cleary, I thought. Um, and he, he, there's a big chance he's going to back up this week as well. So I'd be reversing that trade. I just think you've got to ride it. He'll be good for the run home. I, I wouldn't be trading him out. What, about, what are your thoughts? No, I'd agree. If you've got a, another spot in that 5-8, a uh, couple that you've got there that you can move for us, round 17 guy, I think it's a decent spot. You've got some good candidates there, the SJs, Cody Walkers. So I think if you can hold on to Jerome Lewin, you don't need to trade him. I think he'd be a great pod. It's kind of guy, like he's been so down in form, like I can understand the trade. But at 445K, you're selling him at a huge discount huge. on what his uh, you know, potential is. Penrith are going to be a little knocked around over this buy period. But if you hold him for the run home, I think that's where your value will be. And that's a, a pod play. But at stage of the year, you know, we're not going to have trades if you've sort of got that inside running. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand it. But as you said, he's going to play this week. And in a round where, you know, we've got some pretty doubtful players, that's a pretty handy option. Yep. Let's move to the most traded in players now. So the first two Rabbitohs, there's a really good reason for that. And we're going to jump to it in our next segment. But Cody Walker and Alex Johnson, for me, they're my two trades in this week. Yeah. And big one for Cody Walker is the fact that Jerome Luai, the guy we just spoke about, played so well. I think that casts doubt on whether Walker will actually get there at all. I could understand if Cody, if uh, Jerome had a bad game, Cody Walker's probably straight back in there. And that was a toss up between the two. So great news for owners of Cody and potential owners as well that Luai sort of You'd think cemented that spot, and and for me as well, just that that price five hundred and thirty three k. I just said, like if you own a Burton, if you own a um, not so much a Luai, um, the reasons being, but even a uh, a Tyson Gamble, it's it's what's the jump? It's only three hundred thousand. Mm. So you do that, that's fine. Johnson, he's got that negative, or he's got that zero break even, which is soon going to become negative with the huge one hundred and fifty point score in his. Um, in his three-round average, and that the, he, the draw ahead's very favourable, and we'll talk to that um, shortly. Third is uh, Rabadi from the Broncos after one game, I think. Two games. Two I games. actually thought it was one, too. But last week, obviously, the couple of tries boosted his score up to the 80s, but now he's number 17, jersey 17. Like, I don't know. You've got Jordan Ricky in number 20, I think. I don't, I don't know what's happened there, but, you know, Ricky had the inside running and well, Rabadi's... Now was... I mean, you and I spoke about this two weeks ago when you were talking about your boy Lukey, but now is not the time to be bringing in cash cows. 
Oh, yeah, I wouldn't think so, especially not ones that are not going to play in round 17. So obviously yep. Rabadi has already played. He's got a negative 50 break even, so he's going to make cash, but, but then you've got to make tr- two trades. Yeah, exactly. It's no yeah. point. And also, yeah, just potential for AE Nightmares. If he's gone, he got 20 off the bench, I think, in his first game. So potential to do that as well. And just, you know, the cash will dry up very quickly. There's traps all over these ins. Uh, and the next guy, Carl Lawton, uh, very popular as well. I mean, he's at, he's hanging on to that second row spot because of Schuster being out, I think. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. He'll go back to the bench, maybe utility sort of role. He's played well. He's scored tries, I think, set some up. So he's done very, very well with his time out there. But, geez, yeah, it's not a good time to, to buy him. So the next guy, Joseph Suwali, he is um, obviously quite a... Uh, been quite impressive, particularly in his um, most recent game. However, he has been, he's in the extended bench at the moment. So he'll only play if Tedesco's out. Yeah, which is good news for 17. So I think if you need to make some cash and you're downgrading a, a raid show to Charlie Staines or whatever, he's probably a good candidate. So he's not going to play this week. But yeah, if he steps on the field, he's going to earn some cash. And also, Roosters, you know, in the bye, bye week, I uh, forget who they've got, but I think they've got the dogs. So, I mean, that could be a bloodbath despite having all the outs. So Tedesco being out that game, Suwali should slot in either at fullback, which would be great, or Manu goes there and he goes to centre. So either way, I think it's a relatively risk-free sort of buy. Now, are we allowed to talk about this next guy on the list or is this a SC playbook? Um, I believe it's play. <laughs> Des Creek's spoken about him, nobody else has. So, <laughs> yep, sorry, that's his day. Corey, Hurry or Anaira? Yeah, well, we can't even say his name right. So I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Maybe no one knew what we were talking about. But no, Lakey and I and Anton, when he got on the pod, all three of us had this guy. Uh, Doesn't from, count, mate. You, no, you, no, no, nobody else spoke about it. Well, we're absolute, absolute amateurs. So yeah. anyway. It's the one, one, it's, Don't worry about us. We started as a decade ago, champions. <laughs> it's the one buyer the the year I'm quite proud of. Um, you picked him out when he was about 300K, nailed the starting spot. He's been one of the Raiders' best in a pretty tough period for them. Throwing offloads, busting tackles. like He's definitely, um, definitely value out there. And so he's... Climbing up and up. So I'm surprised to see him only number six. Would have thought, um, you know, you, given the likes of Barnett sitting in your what, second row. Well, that, like, yeah, there's lots of cheapies above. And I think this list will change quite a bit. But, I mean, a, a guy that's 460K at the moment who's playing like a 550 plus and a possible keeper. So it's all conjecture, you know. He's got off-field issues and all that kind of stuff. The Raiders are a basket case. But, geez, I wouldn't be moving him on or cutting his minutes at this. No, he's, he's perfect for a, a, a bench yeah. second row. Now, given he's been brought in by over 2,000 teams Um, when you pulled this list. What about my boy? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
we, well, we, are we going to mention his name? Because I don't know. I thought we were going to keep it on the DL. I was so surprised not to see him on the most traded. Given we're talking around uh, second row forwards, potentially around the same price, are going to cover round 17. Tom Gilbert? No. <laughs> Topanua is not in this list. I, <laughs> Again, who is Topanua? <laughs> Topanua. There you go. We'll work. Satili, I believe. Satili Topanua. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair shout. He's been talked about all year, uh, fitting in that Boyd Cordner role, and no one knows where Cordner is. So, last, so just going through the last, uh, I brought him in um, from for his game against the Broncos, but before that, uh, round seven eighty four, round eight seventy two, round ten against your boys twenty seven, oh, muscled up, too big, and then uh, eleven Broncos ninety, Raiders ninety five. Why isn't anybody talking about it? Yeah, no, fair call. Uh, I think we've just been sort of. Avoiding him if you haven't already gone. I'm just hoping that Boyd Corner comes back and he goes back to the bench, whatever. But even if he does, Crichton's going to play Origin, you'd imagine, if he can squeeze well, he into to, that right? Well, it would be good if he didn't, but that's another another issue. But, yeah, I mean, Tupanua playing in the Rooster side, they've been down a little bit. The fact he's got those scores is pretty good. Shows they love spreading the ball. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Corner's done. Yeah. Corner's not playing again. Jeez, not in this day and age, you wouldn't imagine. I know they're not giving the rest for this reason, but it'd be a strange one. To bring him back, particularly because of the speed of the game and all that sort of stuff now. Yeah, Cordner, all that time off, aging body. Interesting one. But yeah, where like what's his ownership? Let's talk about him. His ownership is nine percent. So he's still applied yeah. under ten percent. But Price, let's priced at. Uh, he's priced he's priced at four hundred and ninety K. So under five hundred, mm. I think it's a great buy. Um and, and he's a to me he's a definite keeper for the run home playing in that rooster side. And I think they're gonna click at a certain point in time. Let's um we won't gonna, I'm not going to talk about any of the other guys too much. Maybe Toe Harris is probably the one there just we'll talk must about. Have, must, must have. Must have, if 17, not from this yeah. week, from later on. But let's – just conscious of time here, JT, we've got to run through and and um, and move on to the next section And, and because we are going to cover a lot of these – rehash a lot of these players yep. as well. Round 17 planning. So um, let's think about it. The first two topics that we're going to cover today and then you and Lakey will go on a little bit further next week. But – Teams are the best run over the coming weeks, which is going to be very important on a couple of um, couple of strategies that we're going to talk to after this as well. But um, the Rabbitohs Sharks manly look to have the best run. They do, yeah, particularly the Rabbitohs. Um, they've had a tough stretch against some of the better sides, but they can really take some of the lesser lot to the cleaners. So I think Bunnies, you know, they got Wayne at the helm. They got a fair few. They got a stacked uh, stacked team. You think about their run, they've got, uh, who have they got this week? The Knights, who are, you know, a bit of a basket case. Your own boys, the Broncos, next week after that. Tigers at Leichhardt, 4 p.m. game. That could be an absolute blockbuster. And then the Cows in round 17. So we'll have a few out. Bunnies don't really have that much of a contingent, particularly if Cody Walker plays. So for them, um, you've got a few candidates in that side, if you think about it, like Kaloa Matangi. Um, he's not so much under the radar, but he's been a relatively pod buy over the last few weeks and just consistently churning out decent scores. Cody Walker we've spoken to, I think that's almost a no-brainer at that price. Um, but then guys around them, backline guys. So big one on this list, AJ. Alex Johnson. So I know you and I are quite high on him. I've actually traded him in this week, uh, jumping the gun before. He has a quite a large negative break even. So in that run, you would imagine he is crossing the stripe on a regular occurrence. Well, absolutely. So I think it's just worth the punt. He's a perfect player just to lob um, as your, um, uh, I'd say, as, as kind of your fourth center wing. Um, he's going to have the under 10 scores in there. But hopefully you've got another three guys that are going to have some consistent points producing. 
Um, so pretty confident with him, and I think he's a pretty he's a is a player that you can potentially run with as a VC option as well. Yeah. And then importantly, why I like him as well, if you look at the South Straw round, um, uh, well, they've got you boys in the bye week, but straight after that as well, which is going to be a very tough round, round 18, they've got the Bulldogs. Yeah, so a couple of big weeks for them there. So if you can get enough body, bodies on the park in that side, uh, Cardinal and Myrtle, then I think you're doing yourself a justice for Supercoach. And also the Bunnies tend to have a very good uh, back end to the season over the last couple of years, uh, Wayne Bennett's sides. So, and they, they, their draw is relatively good. The important thing with him as well is that his price is going to go gangbusters over the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I think now is the, the time to get the, on. Yeah, exactly right. Cody Walker, outstanding value. We've spoken about him before, but if you don't own him, jump on him this week. The Knights are depleted. He could um, go 100-plus quite easily. What about a name that's not round 17 relevant, but Damien Cook? Uh, we've spoken about him being My a downgrade. He, he, well, he's had one big game that sort of caught the eye. Uh, I forget who it was, Parramatta. And he scored a try there, was called out in the media leading up to the game, first time ever in his career that's happened. Uh, quite enough in origin, although he did have that break. Um, but, yeah, so he looks relatively back in form. So could be a, a astute buy if you're not too concerned about having numbers. I would be, 17. yeah, if if I had a – I was planning on making that move of AJ last week, but then reassessed things and, and kind of decided I was going to hang on to both Simonson and also – um, Saab, yep. um, given need numbers for round 17. So decided to hold on and then Laurie will make way this week for, for AJ. If I wasn't doing that, um, Watson to Cook would definitely be on the cards. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see with Cook. But, I mean, if he's a luxury trade at this stage of the year. I think if you're stacked for 17. But just amazing value. It, oh, yeah. it is pure arbitrage and, like, you're just getting for 400 k There's zero risk to it. Absolutely not. Yeah, there is zero, but also we are sort of relying on. We're, we're thinking back to the Cook of old, which, judging by his first few months in this comp, just isn't there. But uh, who knows? Could be the confidence boost he needs coming out of Origin. Um, Manly probably a good team to go to next. So they've got a pretty good run. Obviously, Tommy Turbo is their heart and soul. Without him, uh, they go to shit. Whatever that might be, like he won't play in round seventeen. So you know they're going to be missing him. But I mean that leads me towards their forwards, and one in particular, Martin Tapao. You've got him on your list here. So I've actually brought him in this week. So I've turfed Mitch Barnett and got him in through Jules. So I was pretty uh, happy with some of his stats here. Decently priced, 579K, uh, only available front row, but a good option to have. But again, that run, they've got the Cows, Titans and Bulldogs um, before lining up against Canberra in the bye week. So Don't necessarily good mean that a, a good, good run is going to help him, though, that much. Well, I mean, some of those sides just love dropping off tackles. Like Cowboys love giving away a few offloads. So this week I expect much of the same. So... He's a he's a pretty good value buyer for mine. Like looking at looking at his last few scores, you got sixty nine level, ninety four, sixty seven, fifty five. So not setting the world on fire, but not many front rowers are. The, so I think good number for round seventeen. I mean, the issue with him, and I'm just trying to pull out to make sure that I'm not talking absolute um, crap here. Oh, but no way. Um, he does tend to tail away over his the final the end of his season. I've I've whatever reason I think Manly must um, have the tend to play the first buy. Relatively regular because he he tends to be a guy that I will look to bring into my side for that run home to cover the buy as well, um, and it's just been someone that's been quite disappointing. Like you yeah. brought him in, he's been like a high sixties guy, and then he finishes the season averaging averaging fifty. If you look at last year, um, just have you look in the middle of the season, he was averaged sixty two sixty four. Um, that's over two thousand nineteen two thousand and twenty, and then he finished it with a sixty average and a fifty nine average both years. So a dip, slight dip there. So 
Uh, I think he's well priced. I think past years you probably bring him bring him in at a, a bit of a higher value. So yeah. not the worst yet. No, ninety nine break even. So you don't have to get him this week. You can wait and see. But minutes are, are coming good. So fifty seven, fifty one, fifty six. So normally he's a forty odd minute player guy. So if he can bump that up, that's that's key for Marty to power. It's always his time on field. He always looks fresh, which is bizarre because you see him go to town, and then they take him off for half an hour, mm. and he's just yeah, he's. Frustrating one to own, but when he's on his day, uh, it'll be great. Plenty of offloads, yep. all that kind of gear. Uh, Jason Saab, um, people have, if you've held him, advice is just to hold at least till round 18 oh, now. Mate, we did it with Staines, might as well do it with Saab. Yeah. And he, I think he's well, He's got more scoring uh, possibility than Staines, given that playing within Turbo, we've seen the upside there. Uh, so, a player that I'm, I'm happy to hold. Yep, agreed. Uh, and then the final team, Sharks. Sharkies, so who we... have been really irrelevant this year. They have, but they might just have turned a corner now with Josh Hanna at coach. It's taken a while to take the reins and, and you know, get control over it, but they look to have turned somewhat of a corner the last couple of weeks, a couple of good wins. So for them, they've got a decent run coming up outside of next week or this week, I should say, with the Panthers, although depleted Panthers, as we've said. They've got the Cows after that uh, up in Townsville. Then they've got the Broncos. Jeez, Cows and Broncos, we're doubling up. Broncos on a Sunday afternoon at Suncorp Stadium. SJ, welcome to town. Mm. And then you've got uh, the Warriors in the bye week. So Warriors probably not too affected. But if you have a look, that's a pretty handy uh, run. And there's some genuine options. Yeah, look, there's three players there that probably just to touch on briefly here. The first one for me, a bit of a, a pod play at fullback is Will Kennedy. Yep. Um, so 510K, play that I was watching. And as soon as he scored that four a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, well, he's going to be really juicily priced. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but he's had two great games since then, 80 and 154 uh, over the past three weeks. So um, since that that round, uh, that that four-point scorer against the Panthers. He's been really consistent this year. I can see with um, SJ coming to the side with that run as well. And their run, just having a look at it too, I think it's one of the best you've got out of any of the, the sides. Um, Raiders and Dogs post-buy round, Manly. So handy. They don't really play a genuine top four side until uh, the Storm in the very last round of the year. Yep. The issue is, I guess, if you've, you know, it's a pretty lucrative spot, fullback, and he's only available there. And, he, you know, you're probably not going to want to carry him right the way through the season. No, there's no that. one else really. Like, if you've got a Gutho, you could you could be potentially making the move this week. If you want to all next week for the Broncos game, mm. like that, to me, that that I'll be looking potentially to do that, to shift him on for that game, uh, maximising the value out. Um, and, and then after that, I'd be then going, well, who's the best option for me to trade into for round 19? And yep. then just get on Pappy or, or probably Turbo. Um, and hopefully... Kennedy can go on a bit of a run and also he's try he can uh, generate some points. 1% ownership, so huge risk, huge punt, but, I mean, I don't mind it. it like a dufty player, you think like that. Um, no one was really uh, that keen on him. A few, I think, five, 600 people got on him, but we saw what he did in a bye week against you guys. Like, could be the same for a Will Kennedy type. think I might do it next week, so, mate. Gutho to Kennedy just in times of the Broncos game. Love it. Uh, outside of him, SJ. Yeah, you know, break even 92, so probably can wait a week for the Broncos game. Is that... Kennedy? Uh, no, for SJ. Yeah, well, I think he's just finally clicking into gear. Uh, it's taken him a little while. Saw some glimpses. Uh, that game against the Storm, I think in his first half, he was quite good before they fell away. So he's shown some good signs there. I think he's settling in. I mean, interesting about them not offering him a contract next year. That might play on his mind. Yeah. But 71 last week against the last round he played against the Titans. He was very handy in that. A lot of goals. Um, but I think he's a guy... 
on his day and, you know, with the more time he spends on the park, kicking goals and all that sort of stuff, he can really rack up a score. So I don't think he's the SJ of old by any means, but um, what he does out there and the fact that they've got such a good run and he's dual, uh, relatively well-priced around that 500K mark. So I think um, I think he's an option for over the coming weeks. I don't think you need to jump the gun uh, too early, maybe that Broncos game. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he's a super trade week candidate for mine. Just looking at that, um, again, look, I'm, I'm pretty, well, very... Very tempted to to make the, the double header of um, Guffo to Kennedy and then um, Burton to, to SJ next week. I mean mm. that, that mouth watering. Although I was just looking at the uh, the Eels draw and they do they've got the Bulldogs in round fifteen. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty handy run, isn't it? You'd imagine there's some points coming out of that. How about one of their backline players? You got him down here, Jesse Ramian. He's on my never again list just for last year. Mate, he's been, he he's been he uh, has. Yeah, he's incredible it. this year. Just um, punching out the huge scores. I'm just going to pull up what he's he's done um, this year. But um, I think that he's got a, a certainly a, a, a cat. Well, he's he's putting his name forward to being a, a keeper for the run home for centre wing. Yeah, look at his game against the Titans. I mean, he, he scored one try. He got 124 points. And if you watch that game, it was the way he ran the ball. Like he just took it upon himself. I don't know. Maybe he's frustrated with some. Uh, stop start time to his uh, NRL career in at least in this year. So he's finally gone out there daytime track, which the Sharks have a few of, and he just busted plenty of tackles. Sixteen runs, uh, a couple line break assists, two line breaks, four offloads, ten busts. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see out of a center wing. And we know he can do it. The problem is just him keeping on the park. Yeah. Um, and you know the Sharks, they've got a, a decent halves pairing. Looks to be set now on Moylan and Johnson, and you got Kennedy at the back. So I think they're relatively undisrupted there, which helps. These sort of outside backs as well. So, Ramian, 510K premium kind of option, but uh, a juicy one to have. BE54, so no need to to go crazy this week. Um, Just looking back through his past scores, the really disappointing one there was against the Panthers in round nine. We've just spoken that Kennedy scored a four. He scored 17. They got dusted 48 to nil. They just got to forget those sort of games. Good for keeping the average low. Yeah, so I'm pretty keen on him. So, they've got... um, so who have they got this week, mate? They've got Panthers, and then they've got cows, the cows, Bronx. and then the Broncos. Yeah. Right. So I've got my games mixed up a little bit. They're, we've got a um, the cows. You can probably sit on SJ and 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 Kennedy and and that, but bring one of them in next week, yep. and then I'll be bringing two sharks in for that that um, that Broncos game. Yeah. Geez. I mean, you're going to see a lot of uh, maroon, a lot of green, a lot of blue in your sides coming up. I think good plays for round 17, and more so. Maybe we get into now the strategies yep. as we wrap the pot up. But loading up on round 17 players, uh, if you've gone hard on round 13, it makes it very difficult to do. Uh, but, I mean, for you, are you now having one eye to the end of the season as opposed to just this guy will fill in for round 17, score well? And I think that is a Will Kennedy type of buy. I think that's not a long-term buy. I think yep. you need a two gun gun fullbacks in the run. He's home. a month buy yeah. with the hope of a few hundred-point games in there. I think the great example is is somebody like Val Holmes who um, – is is clearly one of the top four centre wings. Um, he's got a relatively low break even this week of twenty. He's what got round 14, 15, 16, three games before the buy. So you're going to get three scores of maybe an average of seventy over that period. Um, or do you target um, somebody that like a uh, maybe not AJ is a great example or someone else that's going to be covering that round seventeen buy, but you're going to have to look to ship him out. Yeah, I mean that could be a. Jesse Ramian, if he doesn't kick on, I guess I wasn't going to use him. I was actually when I was looking at those scores, I'm like, well, why would I be trading in home? So I could have just traded in Ramian, yep. produce the same, and then covers round seventeen. So that potentially changes my thought process a little bit. 
How about some roosters as well? I mean, you've got a, a couple of guys there. We know they like to go on a run at the end of the year, but Daniel Tupo, yep. not named in origin. Uh, Joseph Manu, yep. when he gets at fullback, he's, he's good value, but outside of that, it can be relatively risky. But, I mean, they've got some handy players. But Ikevalu that I traded in um, <laughs> for the Broncos game as well and has gone like back-to-back 20s. So yeah, not ideal. Not um, ideal at all. But, yes, for me, there's not a, huge, a great deal of gun center wings to, to load up on. So for that position, it's probably less of a uh, an issue bringing in guys specifically for the fact they play round 17 because by all rights, you could hold on to them for the rest of the year, play some on matchups, that kind of thing. It's mainly like the halves. Like that's an interesting spot. Do you reckon you could hold SJ for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. looking at my halves at the moment, I'm going to be having um, – I'll have Cody Walker, SJ, Hughes and Cleary. Yeah. I mean, that's, that. that's almost four – spots locked up in your side uh, for the rest of the year. So you can't really then carry a huge number of high-value players in your second row, front row kind of thing. Um, interesting, I think for this season, though, we're going to need to have a lot of backup players to yep, run home. Absolutely. So I think nothing out. Starting from this weekend. Yeah, well, nothing out is normally the strategy you should gear up for the run home. You just downgrade, get those prices locked in uh, or that cash locked in and then make some luxury trades. But we've seen so far just the unpredictability of this year, injuries, suspensions, sin bidings, like all of this stuff is just adding up to a pretty hectic year. So if you're only running with, you know, say 19, 20 players even, uh, for the run home post round 17. Uh, could be running into some strife, particularly if you don't have trades. Well, people are going, I'm just looking at my side at the moment. I've just realized that Tino is not going to be playing. So I've had to shift Pangai into the yeah, front row. That means I'm going to have to play Barnett, which is going to suck. Um, and I'm sure there's some other teams that are going to be facing that, that similar thing. But, um, you got, uh, Toro, you got Cleary isn't going to play. Um, you know, I'm going to be running with, um, Watson as my, in my 17 this week. I mean, that's what we're talking about, the depth. You've got to have mm-hmm. it. Um, this could be a sign of things to come. Yeah. For me, anyway, I'm 3,000 or whatever, 3,500 just behind you. So my strategy was go hard at round 13. Didn't quite work out, although I did get a nice little boost. But I think I'm now just going to go hell for leather at 17 as well, whatever I can do, use all the trades at my disposal. I'm going to run out. It'll yep. be like eight, I think, after round 17, which is almost less than one a round. So, you know, I could get into strife there, but it's the only way I'll crack the top 1K. So that, for me, is my strategy. If I was higher, I'd be uh, playing it safe. Now, we're going to wrap the pot up here. Let's just, We're going to finish off a quick cap, but one thing I wanted to pose, and I think it's going to be maybe not a question for this week, but next week, but when do we trade out Nico Hines? I was just about to ask. Well, he's also my captain this week, so that makes it a little bit difficult. But um, 900-odd K and Ryan Pappenhausen, you'd think, on the horizon. Next week has to be right. Yeah. And then you know, Pappy might not even make it back into the origin side, so given all the uh, the way that they tore us apart. So it's an interesting one. I think uh, once Nico goes back to the bench, he's basically a must-sell yep. at that price anyway. He may still come on and you know score well. Pappenhausen did the same. But for me, Nico Hines at that price, you could downgrade to you know, a four or 500K. Well, Jesse Ramey, and what, you're yeah, making exactly. 400K? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's he got this week? Break even of 114. So, bowler rights could hit that final daytime, week, mate. Daytime game. This is the, the uh, this is the the Nico Hines farewell match. It is. He has been it just incredible, and it just shows how weird this season is. 540k. It'd be very fitting to be trading him to a shark as well. It would. There you go. Well, the future side. But uh, no, for me, he's a captain this week, and then a trade out possibly next week pending team list. Weird one, but uh, that's the season. And then that bankrolls you for the rest of the year. We were talking about Nathan Cleary being a possible cash grab at a million, uh, given he's likely to see some time off the field with Origin and the cheekbone and all that sort of thing. But Nico Hines, centre wing, like, uh, yeah, heart absolutely ready to go. So what are we looking at the games this week? It's it's quite a challenging captain week, yes. I reckon, Jeez. because you've got the Raiders up against the Broncos. 
And you've also got um, the Dragons up against the Bulldogs. So if you've got a Matt Dufty again, just roll him out again. Why not? Pot it, pot it up. Yep. Um, with the with the uh, with the Raiders, you've got a CHN potentially. That's that's pretty risky. So then looking outside of that, it's really really challenging. Um, I would be very tempted if Teddy was going to play to tempt, to uh, to go him against the Titans. Yeah. I think that looks like a good move. And then you got Nico Hines up against the Warriors, which I think, given he's going to play fullback, um, that that looks pretty pretty safe. Gutho versus the Tigers potentially another option. Yeah. No, there's a lot of decent value options. Lamey, we need your captain, man. But for me, I'm going, uh, I think, Alex Johnson. Uh, I'll go with him as vice-captain just for the potential. I always like going like a center wing, someone that could score a lot of tries rather than a forward, and then going a little bit safer. I'm sort of leaning towards Nico, given that daytime game. Against the Warriors, a couple of good young fullbacks coming up against each other. Uh, depending on how the round is shaping out, I might still take that punt. We'll go someone safer, maybe a Crichton, uh, Madison. I'll, I'll try to work something out there, but... For me, uh, going pretty hard this week at that uh, vice captaincy. Let's go. So I reckon that that's that's the that's the way. I'll probably be going Nico Hines as captain, uh, and then I'll be going Teddy as VC. I think. Love it if he plays. I love that you still got Teddy. Huge play. Holding turbo, so kind of hoping it's so awkward. I don't want him to play at all against the Cowboys, but also would be great uh, because yeah, it's turbo. He'll uh, he'll deliver. All right. That's about it, mate. Let's uh, lock and load. I think we've we've said what our trades are this week. I'm bringing in AJ and Cody Walker uh, for Dane Laurie and also Adam Dewey. That could backfire on me, but I'm I'm uh, oh, willing just to, to to get it done. What about you? Uh, yeah, Marty Tapao in for Mitch Barnett and Alex Johnson in for Brian Kelly. See you later, Brian. Like to got two of the duds out, so I'm pretty happy with that. So that big uh, big month or so. So Lamy will be back with me next week. Uh, you might be still around if your team's still going well. We've heard a lot from you recently. You must I, know, I might have well. to. Um, I might have to increase the percentage share of the of there you the, go, uh, mate. the the uh, the revenue. We'll tip you some winners at Ipswich Cup. Uh, before we you wrap up, not. obviously we'll, we'll rehash. Donateblood.com.au. Uh, Australia needs your support. A lot of uh, blood shortages, so make sure you're getting out there if you can. And if you're from Victoria, piss off. <laughs> Sorry to any of our three <laughs> Melbourne listeners out there. Yeah, yeah, get out of the state. Love it. All right. See you guys next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.